Joe Susier. 646-825-5877-615-1500 if you want to reach us in the TCL Broadcast Studios, as Judy does. Hi, Judy. Hi, Joe. Hi. I, you were wondering about the library. I just want to tell you where the library is just a wonderful place. They have all the new books you could want and old books they'll get for you. And I'm on my way to the library. I got five books that I ordered, and then they send me email when they're in stock. Which library do you go to? I, well, I'm up in North Branch. Okay. All right, thank you. Yep. To me, the library was always a reverential place that spoke to scholarship. That's. Mm-hmm. That, I have nothing more to add to that. I used it a lot Shh. in college. I used that? it a lot in college. Okay. Was your mother working at the St. Thomas Library? Not at the time you were there, okay. but she was a seasoned veteran of O'Shaughnessy, and then she worked in the, um, uh, what's the Archbishop Library in the back, the religious one? I have no idea. I have a, I have a harsh, harsh example of the decline in moral and ethical integrity. Okay. A, a, a devastating example. That's going to be a bummer, I bet, I'm sure. Is this Positive Thursday? Uh, it's supposed to be Thursday, six, seven, 2018, bro. A driver who was arrested Wednesday after a deadly hit and run crash in Boston made no apologies before he was taken into custody saying it was just an unfortunate situation. Hmm. The Boston police said in a news release that Foshian Fitz, P-H-O-C-I-A-N. Okay. Foshian, Foshian. Yes. Foshian Fitz, 23, of Brighton, Mass., was arrested on charges of motor vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of an accident after causing death. Crash happened on Commonwealth Avenue, where police said that Fitz struck the victim, a man in his 80s, and then just kept driving. Police Mm -hmm. took Fitz in for questioning sometime after the crash, but he was released. Hours later, Boston 25 news reporter Drew Carides found Fitz, who confessed on camera. To leaving the scene of the crash after striking the man. Oh. The police had to go back and get him. I was listening to my music, and as I was driving, I was driving too quick. I was driving too quick to the point where I couldn't really stop, and it was a green light, Fitz told Boston 25 News. As the guy was walking, the light was green. I'm driving and pressing the horn, pressing the horn, beep, beep. It was either I was going to die and crash into a pole. When it came down to it, accidents happen. Hmm. He's 23. I didn't do nothing on purpose, he said. People hit and run people all the time. No, not It just happened to be an unfortunate situation where I was driving. Fitz spoke to Boston 25 News, still wearing the disposable suit given to him during police questioning after his clothes were seized as potential evidence. The news station reported that police did not have enough evidence to arrest Fitz initially until he spoke to the uh, to the Boston 25 reporter. Because the kid the kid gets released, yep. then he admits to the reporter that he did it. Whoops. Cuz he didn't care. He I don't think he thinks he's in trouble. Wow. That's serious. When asked when asked if he should have stopped after striking the man, Fitz stood by his decision. First off, I was scared and worried because I didn't know what can happen. That's why I left. I said, God forbid, I hope he's okay. I'm a real gangster. I'm a real gangster, not in a bad way. I'm a gangster because I help out the community and I look out for the youth. 
I know that's why everybody got my back, my family. I'm not scared. It is what it is. But you're not smart either. Where was this? Boston. Broad daylight. He's too stupid to be scared. No. Well, he is stupid. But the but the absence there of his morality and his ethical people get hit all the time. Dynamic not- is is so profound, so profoundly missing that now, as I've read through this a second time, I read it you know two hours ago. As I read through this a second time, I, I'm confident that I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. He killed a guy and doesn't think he did anything wrong. Uh, he killed him. People innocent. do this all the time. Yeah, hit and runs. That's. This is just another one. Well, where do I go now? Where Where are you letting me go? And the the, the gangster, we look out for the youth. How, how? I wonder how much schooling he's had. Uh, Probably skipped a little early. You think? Uh, it, it 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 whatever whatever's going through uh, whatever's going through his head is. Uh, I'm afraid might have nothing to do with uh, schooling. So we don't know what the next step for this guy is. Well, there is a criminal justice system. Are we living? Where did I read it? Are are we living in a post-truth world? Where the truth is is irrelevant? Where the truth, the, the truth has become a victim of the decline of moral and ethical integrity? Yeah, I hit the guy, but you know what? People do that all the people time. People do that all the time. Is that a new? Tr- is that his new truth? Is that how? Is that how he views? I help out the community. I, I got. I help I out these young help. kids. I don't want your help. You can't possibly be useful. But to use that to justify hitting someone and killing the guy, Jeez. and not showing any. Well, he said, oh, "I hope he's okay." What did he say? Uh, um, I didn't mean to do it. I or hope he's okay. Happen. Hope he's okay. But I had to keep going. I didn't want to stop. What? What? Something might happen to me. Well, whatever uh, they're teaching now, and possibly including in the library. Well, this isn't this working. this goes to be that to be that absent of right and wrong. To be that absent. Uh, Probably started way before any exposure to school this guy had. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. I, I feel like a link. You got a link on a positive Thursday? I'm going to do a link. All right. A new study of Dartmouth undergrads found some intriguing gaps between Democrats, Republicans, and Independents independence when it comes to having people with opposing political views in their lives. Uh, The survey, which came from the college newspaper, the Dartmouth was sent to 4,412 students through their college email addresses of those surveyed around 500 responded. Boy, there's something to be said there too, huh? 4,400 kids get a uh, asked to participate in this thing. and Only 500 do. Well, here's the deal. Of those who responded, 82% of students who identified as Democrats said they would be less likely to date someone with opposing political beliefs. In comparison, just 40% of independents and 42% of Republicans agreed. 
Some 55% of Democratic respondents said opposite political views would negatively affect their chances of befriending another student, while 21% of independents and only 12% of Republicans said the same thing. I, I don't find this surprising. Women were less likely to say they would date someone of opposite political views, with 83% of women who responded saying they were less likely to date someone with opposing political stances compared with 56% of uh, uh, men. In other words, it's your way or the highway if you're a Democrat. Right. Why don't we just use the word liberal? Now, I'm going to link it to something. I got a new theory on Mysterians. Okay. I think that they're running out of stuff to complain about, and when, when they do, they go nuts. They go, How? they go goofy. Okay. How so in this case? A white professor at Rutgers University is being investigated by the school for a Facebook post captured by the Daily Caller that railed against white children eating in a Harlem restaurant while he was there. He's a white guy. Okay. He's in Harlem. I think this guy was looking for something to bitch about. He went nuts and he came up with this. White guy goes to a restaurant in Harlem. Okay, officially, I now hate white people. History professor James Livingston wrote in the post, removed by Facebook for violating community standards. I am a white people, for God's sake, but can we keep them, us, us, out of my neighborhood? See, he went nuts. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, he doesn't make any sense because he's a member of the failed academy. Livingston complained about going to Harlem Shake, a restaurant known for its burgers and shakes, saying it was overrun with little Caucasian, uh, and then he used a profanity, who know their parents will approve of anything they do. He concluded, I hereby resign from my race, and then he used a profanity to say, blank these people. Huh. Yeah, what, what I know, he... it's about access to my dinner. Blank you too, w- whatever that means. What the hell? Is he uh, <laughs> Is he black now? No, he, well, he's... He's he, nuts. He resigned he as nuts. a white guy, maybe, I guess, Asian, maybe? But see, he would be, if he had gotten this uh, survey question from Dartmouth, right. he would have been 100% disinclined to associate with anybody who didn't share his views about anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the public university professor acknowledged to Fox News that he wrote the post and stands by it. In a follow-up post on Facebook, Livingston questioned why Facebook removed his original post and doubled down on his stance. I just don't want little Caucasians overrunning my life as they did last night, he wrote. Please, God, remand them to the suburbs where they and their parents can colonize every restaurant, all the while pretending that the idiotic indulgence of their privilege signifies cosmopolitan. Wow. He really went cool. He went nuts. He ran out of stuff to complain about, so he decides to complain about the people he's in the, in the restaurant that he likes to go to. <laughs> he's nuts. There's other people in here, especially these white kids. Fire this sorry fool! They can't. Well, he, he really does. I'm sure, he, he's got tenure. That's probably why he did it. It was he was a test to see if he could get away with it. Can you imagine if he had said this about black children? Uh no. They would fire him then. They'd Probably. figure out a way to They'd fire him. They'd figure out a way to fire him. Let me repeat this. Please, God, remand them to the suburbs where, they're, where they and their parents can colonize every restaurant, all the while pretending that the idiotic indulgence of their privilege signifies cosmopolitan, you know, as in sophisticated European commitments. This, this idiot doesn't even know what he's saying at this point. No. He's nuts. He went crazy.
the mystery guy. He doesn't have enough to worry about. University spokesperson Dory Devlin told Fox News in a statement that Livingston has been referred to Rutgers, New Brunswick campus officials where he teaches and is being investigated for violating university policy that prohibits prohibits discrimination and harassment. There is no place for racial intolerance at Rutgers, Devlin wrote. Meanwhile, the owners of the burger joint, Jelena Pasek and Dodra Coxum, banned him from their establishment. Good. Yeah, this, was right. his, this was his Get special little here, highway, hideaway, and the two owners, one of whom is white and one of whom is black, do not want him there anymore, and they've banned him. I applaud them for that. You know what they did? They pushed back. Push back. You got to push back. We don't need this crap here, prof. They pushed back. Get out of here. We ask that our name, we ask that our name is removed from your rant because we do not want to have anything to do with you, the Harlem Shake partners wrote in a statement. And yeah, we ask that you get your burgers somewhere else. We do not tolerate racism either. We thrive on equality and fairness and have full intentions to keep it that way. Harlem Shake posted on its Instagram, we proudly have diverse ownership staff and most importantly, customers. Well, how do you like that? Hmm. Thank you, girls, for yeah, pushing here, here. back. Jelena and uh, Dardra, uh, they push back. They're wearing their Harlem Shake uh, T-shirts on. I can see behind them, uh, it's a typical New York place because they got the pictures of the autographed pictures of all the people who must have come in there. My favorite part of New York restaurants. Is it? Who was in here? Well, yeah. the food usually is, but it's it's fun to look at. It really is uh, just to see who came by, and they're happy, and they stop and take a picture. This guy, this guy hates, he's white. He must hate himself. <laughs> he must hate himself. Yeah, he resigned as a... As I'm a, resigning. I'm done with my race. I'm resigning what, as a white guy. What does that, what does that mean? Doesn't mean anything. He's He's been, uh, uh, you know, he drank all the Kool-Aid regarding... Uh, he drank all the Kool-Aid regarding white privilege, which uh, merely is a, a, a fate of your birth. It has nothing to do with being privileged. Uh, and he, uh, so he decided that he didn't like white kids in his, uh, his Harlem Shake restaurant because he thinks that the white kids destroys the vibe he, he got there. He probably thought he was cutting edge and enlightened because he was going to a restaurant in Harlem only to discover that it has nothing to do with being cutting edge and enlightened. Uh, it just must be a good burger place and all kinds of people go there. Well, in a burger place, there's going to be a lot of kids running around. Yes, sir, Tom. Hey, Joe. Hi. A couple of comments about uh, both the things you just mentioned. First, the, the, the quiz or the poll about whether people hang out with folks of opposite stripes. Mm-hmm. My wife and I noticed this. We're both very conservative. We've been hold-your-nose Republicans most of our lives. And we notice when we get together with some of our more liberal friends, they tend to forget that there's people there with whom they disagree. Mm-hmm. And there have been times I've had to get up and leave the table and say, you know, figure out a way to end this particular line of conversation by the time I get back. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they just blinders. They mm-hmm. don't realize there are people that disagree. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, about the, the guy in the restaurant, do you notice when people like that set the rules, it always ends with them? Mm-hmm. Like this fellow's white, he's there, that's okay, but he has arbitrarily chosen the cutoff where it's not acceptable. And it just always floors me that these presumably enlightened people always set rules that are very, very fascistic, but that always end up benefiting them. 
And I, I, I find it d- delicious irony that he's a member of the failed academy. He's playing right to his role. Yeah, and you know, Joe, I work with people like this. I noticed that um, I work with some baby boomers who, the way I describe it to my wife is they they sort of looked at their watch and, and realized, oh, wow, I'm in the twilight of my life. Mm-hmm. And they have a slash and burn mentality toward Western civilization. They have benefited greatly from it. Of course. Uh, but they, they have decided now that they've amassed their fortunes, that it's no longer good enough for anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know that I have any wisdom to add. I just wish folks would kind of sit back and reflect on their lives a little bit. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure I, I, I'm sure what it was with this crackpot, Livingston, is that he probably thought he was uh, such a hipster. He thinks he discovered this place. Yeah, only only right. to be only to be shocked that he didn't a he didn't discover it at all, and b uh, that many many white people uh, enjoy the company of their fellow customers at the uh, Harlem Shake, and that he's not unique in, by any stretch of the imagination. Right, he's a moron, is what he is. He's a mysterious who went nuts. Like a band teacher. Because he doesn't have enough to worry about. He's like a band teacher. (laughs) He he heard so many horns, he went nuts. Well, Uh, good luck to him. Push back. We don't know the name of the restaurant, right? Harlem Shake. Oh, Harlem Shake. You did say that. Yeah, many times. I'll have to check out Harlem Shake next time. Many times, many times. Uh, We'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's... Their business to protect your business. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. You know, I think you hit the nail right on the head with what you just said. The guy was probably like the only white guy in there for a while and yeah. just thought he was just so cool. Right. And then people ruined it by coming in. By Ruined it by being white. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and that's why he's mad. <laughs> A mixed day in the stock market today. The blue chips are rising. Tech stocks are failing today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 103 points. That's the good news. The Nasdaq Composite, though, after closing at a record high for three three straight days, is now down 49 points. And the S&P 500 is off one. Your Starbucks fix is going to cost you a bit more. The coffee chain is raising prices between 10 and 20 cents on all sizes of brewed coffee in the majority of the more than 8,000 and company-owned stores across the country. Are you ready for recycled food? Tyson Foods Innovation Labs, the division charged with bringing new products to market faster, has introduced Yappa, a brand of protein crisps made from rescued and upcycled vegetable and grain-based ingredients. Tyson... Tyson provides chicken breast trim that is combined with vegetable puree or spent grain from beer brewing at Molson Coors to make Yappa's flavors, which include chicken IPA white cheddar and chicken shandy beer. Yeah, the goal is for Yappa to act as a springboard to address social and sustainability challenges. Oh my God! I just, I would just rather eat the cheese off the pizza box in the dumpster. <laughs> yes, that's it's, that's it's, probably better. It's faster. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on fifteen hundred ESPN. I'm not so sure. I want to thank you for this report. Oh, sorry. Well, you're well, getting it anyway. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. All right, that's Bruce Vale, and he will be back with. Um, more uplifting news next hour. Eight.com. And now, a man oh, who has yeah. never had a relationship with a tree. 
Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to be Dave Dahl today, Joe. Gee whiz. Nuts. I missed <laughs> it again. I bet you'll get a brief forecast. You missed it again. <laughs> you tried to rush things along. No, right. Here's John Hyde. The Hyden. show is fast, but not that <laughs> yeah. fast. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. A few clouds, 78 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, in downtown Duluth. Uh, the Twins, White Sox. I tell you, you know, there's a couple things about this series that have been very old school. Mm-hmm. They played that doubleheader, right? Like 1963, an old-fashioned right. doubleheader. Yep. Uh, today's ball game is already over. Two hours, 14 minutes. How did that happen? Well, uh, it was a well-pitched game by the Twins, Jose Barrios, who actually got a complete game. Oh, he did? Yeah. Twins, I didn't even see the ninth inning. I forgot to look up. It went boom, 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 about four or five pitches. Twins defeated the White Sox 7-2. to Barrios, a complete game, six-hitter, went all nine innings, uh, struck out 10, gave up only two earned runs, and the Twins bats uh, very good at the beginning of the ballgame. Eduardo uh, Escobar with a two-run homer. Uh, Ari Adrianza with a solo shot. Eddie Rosario with a three-run homer. Rosario and Escobar both with two hits on the game. The Twins uh, end up splitting the series with the White Sox. Uh, with a 7-2 to win today, they will play the Angels tomorrow to kick off a weekend series at Target Field. Well, that gets them to uh, five games under 500. Five under, yeah. Uh, Twins announcing today they've returned Trevor May from rehab assignment, reinstated him from the 60-day disabled list, and then optioned him to Rochester. May had Tommy John surgery early in 2017. To make room on the 40-man, the Twins transferred Jason Castro to the 60-day disabled list. The catcher will miss the rest of this season after a right knee meniscus tear. News notes from today. Wisconsin authorities are looking for a man they consider armed and dangerous, and they say he might be headed here to Minnesota. According to authorities, 43-year-old Jonathan Pogreba was involved in a domestic incident Tuesday where gunfire was exchanged between family members. No one police have contacted was injured, but police are unsure if Pogreba was hurt. He's described as six foot, 210 pounds, a white male, last seen wearing a blue t-shirt, dark jeans, black tennis shoes with white trim, and a black baseball hat with yellow lettering. Authorities said they think Pogreba stole a vehicle from a house near his residence, maybe headed to the lacrosse area or possibly here to Minnesota. Uh, that stolen vehicle, a 2015 white BMW 328XI, with Wisconsin plates with the number 128CYW. The sheriff's office says anyone who sees Pograba should not approach him. He's to be considered dangerous. You should call local authorities. Mm-hmm. Sheriff's office has a felony warrant out for his arrest with $100,000 cash bail. By the way, that's the all-sport, all-wheel drive version of the BMW. Is it? Yeah. Okay. A car plowed into a nonprofit store in St. Paul early today and then took off. What? Joseph's Coat on West 7th oh, Street. Know it well. Donates and distributes all its you get goods. You all your stuff there? That's right. Donates all its goods to people in need. However, after the crash, a lot of the items are filled with glass. Uh, can't be handed out. The store says many of the items will have to be thrown out. Oh. Police are working with nearby businesses to see if there are surveillance cameras to help track down the culprit. I'm not sure uh, if the car drove around in the building, but I did see some shots from the inside. There was a lot of destroyed things in the store. Yeah, so I think it's really good for marketing that every once in a while I take them a bunch of GL t-shirts. You're yeah, right. Oh, just keep it alive. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Hey, did you get that at the fair? Uh, no, at uh, Joseph's the free store, yeah. <laughs> President Trump said today it's certainly possible that he could invite Kim Jong-un to the White House if next week's nuclear summit in Singapore goes well. Uh, Trump said during a Rose Garden press conference this afternoon with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I think that could happen. I think it will be well-received. <coughs> 
I think he would look at it very favorably. The uh, Trump-Kim summit is scheduled for June 12th, although uh, actually our time, it happens the evening of June 11th. Uh, but in Singapore, it'll be June 12th when it happens. So, Do we want him to come here? How far do we need to drag out this um, this newfound friendship? I don't want him here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, now here's the, uh, I'll give you the full download on the Mars thing, okay? Here we go. Yeah, I, here we go. I gave you the shortened version yeah. before because mm-hmm. I wanted to get it in here because it was breaking news. But here is what we have. Organic matter found on Mars in soil samples taken from a 3 billion year old mudstone in the Gale Crater by the Curiosity rover. The rover has also detected methane in the Martian atmosphere. The search for life outside Earth focuses on the building blocks of life as we know it, and that includes organic compounds and molecules, although they can also exist without life. Organic matter can be one of several things, a record detailing ancient life, a food source for life, or something that exists in the place of life. No matter its purpose, uh, these work as chemical clues, according to researchers. Methane is considered the simplest organic molecule. It's present in other places in our solar system that could host life, like Saturn and Jupiter's moons. And if life does exist elsewhere, it may be very different or even formed differently from how we understand life here on Earth. The new findings are detailed in two studies published today in the journal Science. Together, the researchers believe these findings may be breakthroughs in astrobiology. It's all clear now, well, I was starting to nod off there, John. Yeah, I understand. No. But they didn't find any uh, like antenna no, no. beings like Joe was talking about yesterday. No, uh, okay. no people with the big, uh, big swollen hands. Of course, the Bugs Bunny, uh, the, the guy from Mars on Bugs Bunny is where my... Marvin. Marvin the Martian. Isn't Marvin the Martian? Marvin the Martian. Yes, he walks like this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, picking an aisle, middle, or window seat could take on a whole new meaning for plane travel in the future. Windowless airplanes would travel faster, soar higher, and burn less fuel. I ain't getting in one. That, according to Tim Clark, president of Emirates Airlines. Nope. Come on. He said you can say. Gots to have a window. You're a bad waiter. We'll get there quicker. Gots to have a window. Well, hang on. There's, there's. Well, let me just keep reading. I'll tell you. You can save 50% of the weight, he says, if you remove the windows. Now, you wouldn't have your window, uh, but in the cabin, You'd have what looks to be like a window, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but instead it would show vivid scenes projected from the outside of the aircraft using fiber optic cameras. Like would a that, big monster on the wing that, working on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> would that do any good for you? Would, would that, no, I need a window. All right. Well, Maybe a big picture of my head. No. You know, like kind of weird, like, hey, Joe. <laughs> no. No. First class travelers on some of Emirates aircraft can already experience virtual windows themselves as the technology is now in use on the carrier's newest Boeing 777-300ER planes. I have plane news coming up after your uh, really? newscast. Have you ever seen that Emirates, that double, where it's two the floors? Big, gigantic yeah. one. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. How does that thing get up in the air? Oh, they can, you can get them. They move them, huh? They, they, they can carry uh, shuttles on their backs. They can get up in the air. suppose. For sale signs will soon be a thing of the past on homes in New Canaan, Connecticut. A six-month trial ban starts July 1st, meaning those signs you see in front of houses when they're for sale will have to be taken down. The New Canaan Board of Realtors voted in favor of the ban, saying prospective home buyers aren't driving around town anymore looking for houses. Instead, they're researching online. Joe Scazafava, a realtor, said the most people recognize they're not really contributing to the sale of the house with the buyers that we're dealing with who are mostly millennials who are very tech savvy. A homeowner, Priscilla Rossi, said, I find it to be a little tacky and it doesn't look so great. 
The amount of them is giving buyers an idea that the entire town is for sale, said another resident. But not everyone agrees with getting rid of the signs altogether. Uh, Rachel Palacio said they're not really super advertising companies, and they I think they're nice to know what's going on. Ron Marks, for his part, said he wouldn't have found his dream home without a lawn sign. The board said it's been talking about the band for years, even thinking it may become a trend. Lori Kelly is the executive director of the New Canaan Board of Realtors said there are already sellers who request no signs in front of their homes because they think it cuts away from the beauty of the house. Once the ban is over, they'll see whether it helped or hurt the local real estate market. If the pilot succeeds, they may try to make it permanent. There's a similar ban working in nearby Greenwich. You know, I, I know they do it for marketing purposes, but what I would much prefer if it ever got to that uh, mm-hmm. is that what has to come down more quickly are the sold signs. Okay. Once it's sold, why does the sign have to stay yeah, up there for that's a month? A good point. Yeah. Your place over on Fourth, did they uh did it have a sign when you bought it? On Fourth? Yeah, you live on Fourth Street, don't you? No. Over there in St. Paul? No. Cool. no. Uh from Down Under, a Queensland fifth? <laughs> on fifth. Okay. Fifth que- and fourth. Got it. Fifth and fourth. <laughs> A Queensland woman who's been charged after allegedly riding a horse from her home to the local pub in Brisbane South. She was four times over the legal alcohol limit. Police were called to a bottle shop of a tavern on Wembley Road about 1130 in the evening when the 51-year-old allegedly tried to ride the animal through a drive through section of the bottle store. Wow. Spokesman for Queensland Police said authorities are alleging the woman had appeared heavily intoxicated and was disorderly while riding the horse and drinking from a bottle of wine. I'm trying to hit the start button. She <laughs> forgot her keys. Blood alcohol content was 0.23. The horse was walked back to the Logan Central Police Station before council workers helped to transport the animal back to a property in a suburb. The 51-year-old charged with being in charge of a horse while under the influence of liquor will be in court on June 26th. The Queensland police spokesman said the charges relate to the riding of a horse in a road-related area while under the influence of alcohol, all of which is illegal. Well, who was the babe of literature that rode the horse? Was it, I think, is it Lady Godiva? Lady Godiva. Lady Godiva, Lady Godiva yeah. yeah. She had no clothes yeah, on. Yeah, she but. was, uh, as my kids used to say, butt naked. <laughs> is uh, Dave Dahl uh, willing to join us? Yes. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 78 degrees, heading for a high today, probably right around 81 or so. Uh, scattered showers have developed down to our southwest, and the clouds have kind of filter in over the Twin Cities, so mostly cloudy skies the rest of tonight. Spotty showers and a few thunderstorms, mainly after dark and probably after midnight before they really arrive here in the Twin Cities. 64 for the overnight low. Tomorrow, morning showers and thunderstorms. A little bit of a break in the middle part of the day. We could get some more showers and storms developing tomorrow night. Um, Looks like the best chance for anything that could be strong would be in the morning, but uh, really that chance is pretty slim. Most of the risk of severe weather is in far southwestern Minnesota during the day tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 78. Saturday, some morning showers, otherwise clearing off, and 80 for the highs. Sunday, 81. That's probably the pick of the weekend, even though we'll start off with some fog on Sunday morning. Should turn partly cloudy and fairly nice during the afternoon, but a little bit more muggy. As we get into early next week, we're talking a high close to 90 on Monday. 
Scattered showers and storms in the afternoon, late afternoon and evening. Some of those could be strong or possibly even severe. Uh, that's our best chance for getting some strong storms. It looks like Monday afternoon through Monday evening, but that high close to 90. Right now, Joe, we're at 74, and I have the records for the day. June 7. 103 on this date. 103. In 2011. In 2011, I do not recall. I don't either. 35. 35. In 1998. In 1998. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Does JetBlue fly in and out of the Twin Cities? You you have a friend at the airport who might know that. Yeah, my friend at the airport has told me that JetBlue is relatively new, and they basically have service to Boston. But they do fly in and out of the Twin Cities? Uh, this Terminal 2, yes. Is that the main one? Uh, that's not the main not one. Not the main yeah. one. Yeah. Well, my, I'm, I'm tipping my hat to, uh, if I wore one indoors, I'd be, I'd be tipping my hat to JetBlue. Tell me why you do They're this. They're pushing back. What are they doing? They've, they've come up with a list of 10 animals... That you can't bring, get out of here, you fruitcake with your therapy warthog. Okay. You're not getting on the plane. Okay, that's, I like that. Get I on like a that. bus or drive, just go away. Yeah. Look, Let's hear some more. Look at the 10 animals here. No animals with tusks. <laughs> okay. Walrus, what? warthog, wild boar, narwhal, elephant. Leave them at home. You All ain't right. getting on a jet yep. blue plane. You, you can drive. You know what you say to them? See you later. Yep. Goodbye. No spiders. People bring spiders? Listen, you crackpot. You show up here with a a therapy spider, you're not getting on the JetBlue <laughs> right, plane. Right. No rodents. Well, I would hope not. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on Isn't that. a hamster a rodent? Uh, Get your creepy yeah. pet hamster out of here. Get it out and of don't here. be telling me you need it because you have anxiety. Exactly. No insects. What? You really think that there are people who have emotional support bugs? If they're that if fruitcake that uh, was bitching about the white people at the Harlem Shake, he probably has probably an emotional has support emotional animal. Support bug. Probably got a spider. That's how much of an idiot do you have to be to have a support bug? Pretty much. Yeah, you do. No reptiles. Uh, agreed. They're dangerous. Well, like, like a lizard. Yeah. I mean, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. Don't, you can't bring lizards on the plane. No hedgehogs. Uh, why would there even be one? Is a hedgehog just a kind of a poor man's porcupine? I think so. Yeah. It's, it's a, a warthog looks like the pig. A hedgehog looks like the other thing. Like a, like a porcupine. Yeah. No snakes. Enough is enough. That's right. I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Isn't a snake a reptile? No. What is it? A, re- a reptile is a. It has got legs, right? I, don't know. I thought a snake was a reptile. Well, reptile. anyway, anyway, congratulations, JetBlue. Just in case uh, they weren't clear. You're not getting on with a with a snake or a reptile. Right. Reptiles are tetrapod animals in the class Reptilia, comprising today's turtles, crocodilians, snakes. Okay, yeah, they are. It's a reptile. They're a reptile. No ferrets. I don't like ferrets. I don't I don't, I don't understand why there's a really a, an exotic variety of pets you can have. A hedgehog a ferret. These are people 
My, my nephew had a showing ferret. up at the airport with their therapy ferret. I would tell them where they should put their therapy ferret. Right. You show up without eyes and you have a dog, you get to get on that jet blue flight. I, I imagine before I'm done with this story, we will we will learn what animals jet blue will still allow. But so far, hmm. we're learning about all of the animals that they're saying they've had enough. I bet they don't want giraffes on there either. No sugar gliders, which is a flying possum, isn't it? I don't even I don't know what that is, but that scares me. You're the not hell bringing out. on board. Why do you have your sugar glide with you? I this has been with me since um, I uh, I was broke up with with my girlfriend. Then you have to leave the airport, sir. Uh, You're not getting on my I plane. Can't, I can't function. I have high anxiety. No, I don't care. But my sugar bridge is here. Sugar glider. Sugar glider is uh, is my sugar daddy. <laughs> no non household birds. Like a canary, even if I hold it like this, just on the perch of my finger. No, non-household birds. Oh, so like a um, uh, a toucan. Well, you you're not bringing on a hawk. Okay, I found this. Uh, I have a relationship with this crow. Nope, you can't can't do it. Nope. crows are smart too. It's not going to give you yeah. any trouble on the plane. You can find the exit rows. Okay, the airline will still allow. Dogs and cats. Okay, you can bring on dogs and cats, which, okay. And yeah. much to my astonishment, given the list of animals they've decided to ban, they'll still allow miniature horses. What? I don't want to fly anywhere with somebody next to me has to have their miniature horse. I'm going to have to ask my friend that works at the airport if he's ever seen a miniature horse brought onto an aircraft. I, I don't think he has, but I wonder. Well, where would you house but, but, the miniature horse? There's well, no depend, room on these planes. How, how, how big is a miniature horse? I don't know. There's, are there specs? How big is a miniature horse? But you horse? know what? To me, uh, JetBlue is ahead of the... They're, they're pushing back here. They're, 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 saying they've, they're, they're saying they've had enough... By the way, in the Krabby Coffee Shop, yeah. no one who brings in a therapy creature of any kind... Will ever get service yeah. if ever? You, if you have a a cane and you're completely blind, okay, you we'll get, get the you a cup of dark coffee. No, you, you you're blind. You still can't use the bathroom. You're yeah, you can use the bathroom. If you're blind and you got the cane, you're tapping to beat hell, yeah. and you got your dog with you. Yeah. Yes, you are allowed in the crabby coffee. Might shop. even throw him a a day old biscuit to the dog. But you're but if you're some kind of crackpot that walks in there with your pet. Hedgehog, because yep. you have anxiety. Yep. Go someplace else. You're not getting served. A miniature horse is defined by its size. I would imagine so. Measured at the withers, boy, I hope so. Uh-huh. A miniature horse is 34 to 38 inches tall. Well, that's three feet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that doesn't sound very small. Well, thank huh. you, thank you, JetBlue. <clears throat> yeah, push for, back, for JetBlue. Just somebody push back. Yep. What did Johnny Height say that game was played in today? 2.14? I didn't get the actual time, but it was... That's rare in this day and age. Very rare. 
but it requires good pitching. Well, when you don't hit, you're, you're on your side of the inning's done. Efficient in no fielding. Yep. Competency. Yep. And a desire to get in there and eat afterwards. A throw out at the plate from That's second right. base. Yeah. Nice. It was really nice. Good game. I have the, uh, the TC. I successfully turned on the TCL 55 inch flat screen with built in Roku. Yeah, I thought uh, it was. Because the uh, PGA Tour, in this, the final stop before the U.S. Open at Chinnacock, uh, is in Memphis at the uh, St. Jude Classic. All right. And there's nothing like watching golf on uh, one of these TCL TVs. It's the closest thing <laughs> it's to being ex- there. I'm it's not even joking. Extraordinary. It's yeah. absolutely extraordinary. Blades of grass you can see. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 75. Sports uh, uh, is coming up next with Patrick.